Hey, what's up guys? Thank you for joining me for this video. Today we're gonna to be talking about uh, type five on the Enneagram. And uh, we're gonna be talking about some of the characteristics that uh, identify uh, type fives. And if you yourself uh, identify as a type five, then I think this will be an encouraging list for you. You'll probably hear this and go, yeah, I already knew this. Um, but maybe something will stand out and help you think about yourself in a new way. If you're in a relationship with a five, uh, married to a five or a parent or something like that or work with closely with a five this will help you better relate to what's going on inside that uh, person's mind and what drives them and uh, what you can expect in relationship to a five um, you guys may know that one of my children is a five my son is a is a five and uh, so I feel like I have a little bit of a context in which to uh, to talk about this, and also, of course, I have many friends that are fives, especially over the years. So um, let's let's talk about the five, and uh, I just titled this video "Mi Type 5. and um, this this is a good list for you to hear and to evaluate yourself by. This think of this in the context of the work environment. I think that this, you know, is written for that that context. But fives, you know, are people that um, that live in their heads and uh, the kind of the Mr. Spocks of the Enneagram. They they can can come across as emotionally detached and uh, not that they don't feel things, because fives do feel things in a very powerful way. But I think they're more comfortable with analyzing the information, analyzing the data, and um, you know, protecting their space, protecting their um, uh, themselves from being intruded upon. Because it seems like you know, people can be invasive to fives, and fives I think look at people as though people are going to suck energy out of me. They're going to take energy from me, and I always think of the five as, and this is maybe a, an overly character caricature of fives but i think of them as having like this huge mind which they dump in all this information and take in all this information and sort through and analyze and think about information but then they kind of feel like they have like a small battery pack you know uh for not for taking in information but for just for dealing with life and dealing with people and dealing with people's emotional turmoil it's like they, they know that their energy level is going to be um, limited. And so they're very careful with boundaries as to how much interaction they're going to have with people, especially problematic people or high needy people. They will tend to avoid people that are high needy. Um, and meanwhile, you know, they have this huge capacity for taking information in. I also think of fives as being kind of like the dump truck on the uh, Enneagram. In other words, they're always driving around town, filling up, you know, um, um, all kinds of information in this dump truck, and it's like there's never enough. There's always room for more, and they're just loading up, loading up, loading up, loading up, and they're often doing this in private. You know, it's 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 the, when they get alone with their books and their magazines and their YouTube videos and their whatever it is they're getting this information from, um, they're loading up their truck you know, with information, sometimes trivial information, but they're becoming masters of some area of life that, that they feel is important and that they feel like makes a difference. And um, they, they may have a hard time, you know, doing this in a public way. Like what I mean is they may have a hard time going to regular school and, and you know, uh, um, sitting in a classroom with other students, with a, with a designated teacher, 
Fives are self-taught people. They want to learn on their own. They want to take in all this information in their own way, at their own time, in their own manner. And, uh, and then they know a lot about uh, a lot of things. They know a little about everything and a lot about a lot of stuff. And it's amazing how much information they can pack into their mind. Um, and then like a dump truck, you know, that's safely guarded. You know, it's like at this iron box, right? Um, it's all saved inside that mind. And they may be a little bit stingy with their information. They may be a little bit stingy. They may be a little bit hard to, to get into their head, you know. But then, you know, the dump truck every once in a while just backs up, beep, 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 and tilts, and everything comes out. And if you're not ready for that, it can be overwhelming. When, uh, when, they, when they decide that they trust you enough to open up to you, and they want to talk about their information, talk about their facts, talk about their... Uh, what they've learned and and how much they know about something. It's like that dump truck just pours out and it's more information than you know what to do with. Of course, when they go to eight, they're able to challenge people with that information and come in with the right information at the right time and sort of save the day. And uh, when they go to seven, uh, in their unhealth, they kind of lunge into conversations that they don't belong in and, uh, you know, grasp at uh, keeping people's attention and grasp at information that's not important and kind of dump the dump truck out um, on the wrong people. They're, they're sharing their information uh, when it's not asked for or when it's not needed. Um, so let's go through this list of, uh, of maybe some telltale signs um, of whether or not you're a five and what it's like, you know, to work with a five, what it's like to be a five at work. Let's just say number one here, fives see the work that they do through a lens of information that needs to be mastered in order to get the job done. Okay. So, um, fives want to master some information. Uh, they, according to the books, you know, the five, six, um, is more inclined toward the math and science and hard data and hard facts and things that can be proved and things that can be worked out on paper. And, and the five, four is more drawn to, um, you know, the mysterious or the, the, uh, mythological or, you know, the Dungeons and Dragons type of information, the, the morbid and, uh, the dark things. I don't know whether that's always true, and that may or may not be true for you, but that's kind of what the, the information suggests. Is, um, uh, but whatever, whether 5.6s or 5.4s, 5s are going to want to be a master of information. Now remember, 5s are a fear type, right? 5, 6, and 7s are a fear type. And so the idea is, is the world is a scary place. And how are you going to make sure that you're going to be okay in the world? And sort of the five gets the idea that, well, if I can master something and I've got the right information, then I'll be okay. I'll be, I'll be safe. I like to think of the five as being like the hermit out on the edge of the village. You know, they live in this ramshackle cottage and they don't need a lot. They don't want a lot. They just want their books and their cauldrons and they, and, and their, and their spells. And so they're studying all this and practicing all these things. And one day when the dragon comes to the village, uh, everybody's going to run out to the hermit's house and, and hopefully he'll be able to save the day. And the hermit, you know, will have memorized the right potions and the right incantations and he'll be able to drive the dragon away and save the village. And then after everybody cheers and celebrates, he'll go back to his 
his, um, you know, his little cottage there on the edge of the village and go back to being obscure again. And fives are kind of like that. You know, they don't need a lot. They don't ask for a lot. They, they just want their information. And if they've got a laptop and they've got a few outfits of clothes there and, you know, some, some ramen noodles to eat, they're probably going to be happy. Um, they want to invest their mind and their energy into information. That's what makes them feel safe. Realize it's not so much about running toward information as it is about running away from fear. The fear that this world is going to get you. The fear that this world is just like a six. This world is going to get you and it's dark and it's scary and it's terrifying. But if I can, if I can master information, then I'll be okay. You know, if I can understand something, if I can understand how the world works, then I can interact with the world in an efficient way, in an effective way. I don't need to be scared because I have the answers. I don't need to be scared because I have the information. So that's kind of the thinking beneath the thinking, the overthinking. The thinking beneath it is it's motivated by fear. All right. Now, and you talk to a five and they may not act like or feel like they're afraid of anything. Same thing with a seven. Let me tell you, you talk to sevens, they don't think they're afraid of anything, but let them be bored for five minutes and you'll see that they're afraid of boredom. All right. So fives, you feel more comfortable with data, facts, information than you feel comfortable with emotions. Emotions are not what you feel comfortable with. You automatically tune in to the mental level of what's going on and detach from overly emotional things. Now, this can make fives very helpful in a crisis because fives keep their head. Um, they don't get tangled up in all the emotional stuff. If you've got a crisis going on at work, you know, or in a family and people are taking sides and, you know, and she really hurt my feelings when she said this and well, she really hurt my feelings when you said that. Fives will analyze that whole interaction and then give you the information and, and without all the emotional drama because the emotions are just information. Well, this person said they felt upset. This person felt said they felt hurt. This person said they felt misunderstood. But this is what was said and this is what was done and this is the interaction. And, and they're looking at this whole interaction from an analytical point of view, which at times can be very helpful in sorting out a problem because sometimes you need to be away from all that emotional noise in order to be able to actually solve the problem. So fives can be really good, really good when there's a crisis, really good when there's an emotional problem, when there's people are taking sides and everybody's splitting up and dividing. Fives can sort of detach away from that, analyze the situation, give you the information, and then suggest what, what ought to be done without taking people's emotional, you know, too serious. So fives, you know, can be very helpful that way in a crisis. Nines can be very helpful in a crisis as well, making peace with everybody. You can enjoy being alone. No, I'm sorry. You do enjoy being alone, and you need a great deal of private time. Um, you don't need to be around a lot of people to be happy. Unlike sevens, I get alone for too long, and I start going crazy, right? But fives, and I like you know, sevens go to five and I love to dig out information and I love to, you know, think like a five for a little bit in my health. And then I want to share that information with people. I want to, I want to make it useful. I want to make it practical. I want people's lives to be helped, you know, but I think a five, they could like stay with information a lot longer than I can as a seven. And they, and they may stay with it for years and years and years and mine the depths of it and get to the bottom of it and untangle it and get to the edges of it and untwirl it and twist it out. And, and, and then they may never share that information with anybody. They may just hold on to it, you know, and it's their information. Like Ebenezer Scrooge, you know, which, which is a five or, you know, what's his name? 
up there on the top of the mountain, look down on the Whovilles. Grinch, he's a five. Um, I think the Whovilles are all nines, you know. Come steal our Christmas tree. We don't care. We'll get up. We'll sing the song. Uh, but, you know, like the Grinch and like Scrooge, you know, they can kind of like live in their secret lair, gathering all their information. And the real challenge for the five is to then move to eight and let that information come out at the right time, at the right place, in the right way for the right people to save the day. And, you know, that's the real challenge is sorting through that information and then getting it out at the right time in the right place to help somebody, to change people's lives, to make a difference. Okay. But I think, I know that fives can sit with information a lot longer than I can. My son will will go in his room and he says, I'm going to go listen to the Harry Potter audio book. And then a week later he comes out and he's listened to the whole series. Now I could listen to it for a while, you know, or I could read the book, you know, maybe take a couple days and read through the first book or something, but no, he'll just sit with it. And then when he's done with that, he'll move on to Percy Jackson or something else and listen to that whole series. So need to be alone and need for private time is high with fives. And they don't need a lot of people around them to have a good time, to relax. In fact, the more people around them, the less relaxed they're probably going to be, the more you know, tense they're going to feel. So, all right, next. You're skilled at looking at things objectively. You can analyze things intellectually without a lot of emotional response and attachment. I already talked about that. Looking at things objectively without all the emotional feelings aspects that a lot of us get in trouble with. You enjoy working independently. So how does it feel, Fives, when they assign you to a team at work or at school? Yeah, probably the same way it feels for an eight. Like, you know, an eight's going to think, people are stupid, get out of my way. I want to get this done. And the five, you know, is probably just, let me do this project on my own. Most comfortable when you're alone and when you and you like to work by yourself as a five. Okay. Next, you enjoy becoming an expert in things you have an intellectual interest in. So you enjoy the process of, of becoming an expert in that. Reading and researching feels so much less complicated than interacting with people and with feelings. Probably all the fives are laughing right now. Now, if you're with a five, and let's say you're a two and you're married to a five, can you see where there can be some problems? Because you're going to have what's called the pursuer and distancer effect in your marriage. The two is going to be the pursuer and the five is going to be the, whoa, stay back, stay back, stay back, right? The pursuer, pursuer is going to be chasing and feel like, you know, maybe feel a little bit unfulfilled in that relationship. And the five just wants to keep good boundaries, you know, and um, feels safer when people aren't intruding on them. So you enjoy work most when it engages you intellectually. You can study something that interests you. You value your privacy very much as a five. And I think if you're a two, you know, or something like that in a relationship with a five, if you can just be aware of that, that it's not this person is rejecting you. It's not this person isn't loving you right. It's this person needs from you something. They need space. Interruptions, surprises, and people who stay around too long in your office, stay around too long in your bedroom, talking about things you don't care about can feel intrusive and uncomfortable. Okay, now, 
as often is the case with each type in the Enneagram, we tend to do the very things that we hate, okay? So I want you fives to pay attention to this for a second. You know how much you hate being intruded on when somebody's just staying too long and they're talking about stuff you don't care about? You know that feeling that you get, right? That's what you do when you go to seven. You start telling everybody all the information you know, but it's not because it's needed, but it's because you need them to know how smart you are. You need them to know how prepared you are. You need them to know how intelligent you are. And so you're dumping the dump truck full of information on a room of people that don't get it and don't care and it's not important to them. And so in a sense, you're doing the very thing to others that you don't want done to you, intruding. Okay, so just be aware of that. We do to others the very thing that we hate being done to us. And every type on the Enneagram does this in their own unique, special way. So fives, you hate when people intrude on you with information you don't care about. But maybe you're blind to the fact that sometimes you might do that very thing uh, in all your super knowledge. Um, okay, what else we got here? You feel uncomfortable in situations where you have to engage in small talk <laughs> or share information about yourself. You're like, I don't know these people. I don't care about these people. Why do I have to tell them about myself? You know, the idea like the cocktail parties or the job interviews or those kinds of things. Um, you hate maybe talking about personal uh, information with people. Uh, and sharing that personal moment. I mean, think like twos. They love to connect through personal information, right? And fours. Um, but fives? No. Okay. Next, you're not very emotional. And when you are, you prefer to feel your feelings when you're alone. Some people could then perceive you as kind of being aloof and distant, which you are. Um, you mostly feel shy and uncomfortable in social situations. And what's funny about fives, like they'll walk in, because I work at a church, right? So I'm around a lot of people. And usually at church, people try to show their best face, you know? And uh, it's funny because I know a lot of people in here that are fives, especially kids, right? And when they come in, they come in the doors, you know, everybody wants to shake hands and how are you and how's it going and blah, blah, blah. You know, small talk, lots of small talk goes on before and after church services. And what's funny is I'll look over and I'll see in the corner of my eye, you know, a little kid who I know is a five, and they're sitting there completely detached, completely disconnected from everybody on their phone or whatever, um, you know, whatever they're doing, they just want to be left alone. They want to be ignored. And I always make it a point to go over and say, hey, how's it going? Good to see you. And that's it. I leave it at that because I know anything else is going to feel like intrusion on them. They'll walk right up. All the greeters are hugging everybody and the fives will just walk like this through the whole line. And somebody will say, how are you doing today? It's good to see you. And they'll say, okay. And that's it. And that's all you're going to get. Unless you have some kind of personal relationship with that person or that young person, they're thinking to themselves, what? I guess they're probably thinking to themselves, I don't know you. I know you're the greeter person at the door, but I don't know you. So why do I need to talk to you? And the twos in their life are telling them, you need to be nice. You need to be friendly. You need to be kind. People are going to think that you're mean. And the fives thinking to themselves, I don't care what they think. I don't have a value of being nice to people. I have a value of keeping a boundary and keeping people away from me unless I want to let them in I want to keep them at a distance 
because I don't want all their noise and all their trouble and all their turmoil and all their emotions and all their shenanigans. I don't want all that stuff. So when you know who fives are, it's fun to watch them <laughs> because they'll... Another thing about fives too is they... A lot of fives like have this ability to like disappear. Okay, like their superpower is to disappear. They can be at an event, but nobody will remember they were at an event if they don't want you to remember they were there. They can just like fade into the background and you'll never know they were there. Or fives can also have superpower of awkwarding you out of a room. They can just, the way they look at you, they can just make you feel so awkward. You say, hey, so I heard that you, um, you know, started back in school. So how's that going? And the five will, you know, you're trying to have a small talk and they're looking at their phone and they're, and you say, hey, I heard you went back to school. How's your school going? Fine. Well, I mean, so are you working anywhere? Or are you just, you know, the two or the whoever we are, the seven, we're trying to interact with this person. Is you you're working anywhere? So what's going on? And they're just like, no. And they just want to come across as, nope, I'm done. And now for that reason, a lot of fives, a lot of you guys could get the reputation that you're not friendly or that you're awkward or maybe when you were a kid that you're weird, you know, uh, think like Sheldon on Big Bang Theory, right? Or Dwight Schrute, right? Or even what's the other guy? Creed, you know, you might get the reputation that you're strange or you're weird or you're not friendly or you're disengaged and all those things. And that's why, that's why, because... I don't think fives value all that small chatter, chitter chatter interaction. They don't need those relationships. They don't feel like they need to make those connections at all. That doesn't mean they don't feel things. It doesn't mean that fives aren't real people. They're not robots, you know. They're real people with hearts and emotions. It's just they've kind of got caught up in that this world is a scary, frightening place. I have a very small battery and the way to protect myself and to be safe is to gather as much information and to keep myself disconnected from people, to keep space between me and them, to keep boundaries between me and them. And, you know, that works, but at the end of the day, you know, life is also about relationships. It's not just about, you know, gathering information and being prepared. It's also about friendships and connections and love. And so don't miss, I guess my word of caution to fives is don't miss, you know, all of the opportunities to learn something from your wing six, right? Because wing sixes kind of think, well, yeah, well, life is scary. The world is scary. And if I could get tied in with a few close people to support me that I could support, I could be safer in this world. So maybe fives could lean in on their six a little bit and say, you know, I need to also invest in a few people, not everybody, but I need to invest in a few people and develop some close relationships with a few people that, um, that, that can make me a more developed, you know, that's another way to grow is not just in information and knowledge, but is to grow relation relationships. Okay. So you can lean a little bit that direction, I think. Okay. Some of you. All right. So let's see what else we got here. You tend to be more of an observer than a participant in the social world. So you may find people interesting, but you don't necessarily want to connect with them all in a deep, you know, certainly not an emotional deep level. Next, you tend to disconnect from your emotions and feel much more comfortable relating to others on an intellectual level. 
Um, it feels draining to you to share your feelings with other people. It feels draining to you to have them share their feelings with you. That's not something you enjoy. Now, you could lean a little bit on your four wing, okay? Because fours, that's what they do. They want to share their feelings. They want to be authentic and true to their feelings, and they want to know what your feelings are. And so you could balance yourself by leaning a little bit on that four wing and opening up a little bit, you know, letting others in and sharing what's in, going on inside of you and then being interested in what's going on inside of other people. I think it'd be awesome to like be around a five who's into like the world of psychology and counseling and, and you know, people um, who study people. I think that'd be an interesting, interesting person to talk to because they're engaging in counseling and that kind of stuff with people and with real problems um, in probably a very analytical way could be very helpful to people. And then maybe even able to go home and detach from all the emotional junk. Because I think a lot of counselors would go home and they're going to you know, kind of take their, their client's problems with them and suffer, like absorb some of that negative energy and absorb some of those painful emotions and all that. Being with people for hours and hours every day, absorbing all that toxic stuff, and I think fives might be able to just kind of, if they can, if they could do it without being drained, they could give a lot of advice and encouragement and help people see things in a more logical way. And then when they walk out the door, brush it off, and uh, you know, leave all that, that emotional stuff doesn't bother me. Blah blah blah, and just kind of go off with it. Vives are called investigators. When I think about like fives, I think about I think about ones as kind of like the patrol officers, you know, police officers who are like, you were speeding, you get a ticket. Done. I'm not going to argue with them. I'm not going to debate you. Speeding, you get a ticket. I think of eights as being like the, uh, you know, that scruffy-faced detective that um, is going to get the truth out of somebody one way or the other, okay? He's going to break protocol and make sure they get to the bottom of this. I think of fives as being like the detective, you know, the guy in the suit with the badge under, you know, his coat. And he's going into places, dark, seedy places, and he's evaluating all the information, and he's looking at where the bullets laid, and looking where the knife was laying, looking where the body was laying, kind of like forensics, you know? And they don't want to deal with all the public, and they don't want to deal with, you know, pulling people over and having interactions with them. They want to deal with the information. And from that, they're going to investigate and gather all that data and then process it and sort it through and then come to an analytical conclusion. I think fives would be great, you know, detectives. Well, you're calling the investigator, okay? All right, what else we got? Almost done here. Um, you enjoy being in leadership positions that involve developing knowledge and using information in service of furthering larger causes or enterprises. Again, I don't think fives are going to enjoy like the, probably the daily management of people and all their problems because every person is a problem, right? But I think fives could enjoy like uh, leading a business or leading a, at a business that is dealing with information and data. Um, okay, anything else from this that I want to talk about? Um, Fives find protection from intrusion, hold on to scarce resources, engage with the world in a way that feels both safe and satisfying. Um, I think fives are kind of have their radar up as to who could potentially be an intrusion in my life. So their radar is up. Who could be an intrusion on my life? Where sixes are like their radar is up. Where's the potential dangers and threats? Okay. Fives are looking inward. 
you know, to their own thought processes and their radars up, like who's going to try to intrude on me? Um, and they want to remain self-sufficient and autonomous. Kind of the underlying theme of a five is the only person I can depend on is myself. And so they want to be able to like minimize their needs and then maximize their understanding and their information so that they will be a dependable, reliable person for themselves. Ones want you to think they're dependable and reliable. So they're very conscious that they come across in a dependable, reliable way. Fives want to believe that they themselves are, are reliable and are, uh, and the opposite would be inept. They don't want to be inept. They want to be, what, apt. <laughs> they want to believe themselves to be able to get out of the crisis, uh, that they can make it out of the maze and get, you know, get to freedom. They don't want to think of themselves as being inadequate, unable, and inept. That's what they're afraid of, okay, is that the crisis is going to come and they're going to be unable, inadequate, and inept. Um, and they're able to deal with people as long as the bell rings and class is dismissed and they can go back to their private office. Okay, so I think if they have if they have the assurance that when the bell rings, everybody's going to leave, then I think they'd be okay. But if the bell isn't going to ring and I'm going to be stuck with all these people and all these problems, then I think they're going to have a little bit of a crisis on their hands. Uh, they want to deal with the world from a safe distance. They're looking behind the glass, you know, at the world as observers. Um, they have a great deal for interaction uh, with information and not a great deal for interaction with people. Um, and they're going to feel more energized when they have time to themselves and time alone. If you want more information, this is a great book, Nine Types of Leadership by Beatrice Chestnut. It's one of the many books on my shelf on the Enneagram, and it's very helpful, good, helpful book if you're in leadership. And um, whatever type you are, if knowing what kind of strengths and weaknesses you bring to the table in terms of being a leader. For you fives out there, uh, we love you guys, and uh, because we love you, we're going to leave you alone. All right, so the rest of y'all, everybody be present to life. Don't miss what's right in front of you. Don't miss the relationship opportunities that are right in front of you because you're off in your study somewhere, disengaged with people, engaged only in information. Let your information and your knowledge move you toward people to be able to be a, a help to people because you got a lot of answers. But answers aren't any good if they just sit up in your head. They got to be shared at the right time in the right way with the right people. And you can bring transformation and change into people's lives if you're present to life. All right, guys, I'll see you next time.